Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The bigger picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's the Breakfast Huddle. I'm Elliot Danker. Willie King joining me right now for the bigger picture. Now, Willie, you've set the theme this morning as how to invest in a volatile market. What are you looking at? Yep. I mean, we see, Elliot, you know, the market has came down since the start of this year. Yeah. The S&P 500 benchmark was down 19%. Nasdaq was down 25% since the start of this year. So, you know, investors are sort of taken for a while, right? I mean, we see the start of the week, you know, markets have rallied and then it mm. came off in yeah. on Wednesday. So, you know, there are a lot of volatility going on right now. And I'd like to just invite, you know, a very longtime friend, Chong Serjing, co-founder and portfolio manager of Compounder Fund. So he owns a global equities portfolio and I would like to invite him on the show. Hey, Serjing, how are you, man? Hey, everyone. Thanks for having me. Nice to be here. Yeah, I mean... With the markets down, S&P 500 down 19%, NASDAQ is down 25% since the start of this year. I know, Sajin, you run a global equities portfolio and have invested for a long time outside of Singapore. You know, I want to just pick your brains on the tech sector, you know, where you have seen a lot of headline news, where tech companies are cutting and freezing headcount. On top of that, you have Apple also lowering production. What's your view on tech stocks today? Yeah, so just to set the stage, tech stocks have done really well over the past 10 to 12 years. So, so for some perspective, the NASDAQ index, uh, which currently has about nearly 50% weighting in the technology industry, has gone up by over 300% over the past 10 years. Mm. And this includes the 25% year-to-date decline that you just mentioned, right? But I think that it's inevitable for an entire industry to go through some ups and downs. Uh, yeah. Life is not just a straight, smooth, smooth path upwards. So to me, the long-term picture looks bright for tech stocks. Such an example, Satya Nadella, who's a Microsoft CEO, said in 2019 that 5% of global GDP is spent on technology. Mm. So I think given this statistic, investors will need to ask themselves two key questions. One, what's the likelihood that global GDP is going to be higher 5 to 10 years from today? And two, what's the likelihood that this 5% spending on tech is going to be much higher 5 to 10 years from today? So mm. my answer to both questions is that the likelihood is high. Right, as, an, as, as an example, if you look at the number of semiconductor chips used in electric vehicles, um, it's a lot more than what is commonly found in uh, industrial combustion engine vehicles, which are the petrol-powered vehicles that we see on the road today. So mm-hmm. some data I've seen suggests that the silicon content in electric vehicles is up to 10 times more than in petrol-powered vehicles. So I think this is some perspective on like the rise potential rise of digitalization that can happen in the world today. Yep, yep. So based on that, right, digitalization, are we sort of seeing a structural change then, you know, based on some of this temporary headcounts cut coming in, you know, in these tech companies as we have seen after the COVID pandemic? Yeah, sure. So I think the data looks mixed to me. So example, you know, you have companies like video conferencing app Zoom, digital signature specialist DocuSign. These mm. companies have experienced massive pull forward in demand. They were growing rapidly prior to COVID, but there was still a pull forward in demand that they experienced. And now their growth rates are normalizing, but they are still healthy. Mm. On the other hand, you have companies like MongoDB, which provides a non-structured query language database. You have companies like Datadog, which helps companies monitor their entire technology stack. And you have companies like Atlassian, which provides software, uh, productivity and collaboration software for software developers. So companies like these, they saw an acceleration in their growth rates during COVID, but their growth rates also remain elevated. Right, so um, I think 
the current picture looks a little bit unclear, but one thing is clear to me is that the management teams of technology companies are actually seeing digitalization as a top priority for their customers. So that's the one thing that I'm actually focused on. Mm, so it's digitalization and sort of disruption in the current traditional economy which we are seeing today, which sort of have that kind of long-term outlook from your perspective. And just moving on from there, Sergin, you know, should investors then be waiting for the bottom before buying into the market today? So I, I think it's impossible to know when stocks will bottom. Uh, but there's one thing that I do know, and it is that if you miss the best days in the market, your overall returns would fall tremendously. So it's for some data points, so if you invested $1,000 in the US market in 1970, it would be nearly $140,000 by August mm. 2019. So that's a 140x increase, right? But if you miss just the 25 best days in the market, your $1,000 investment will become less than $33,000. So that's an increase of only 33x. So you can compare a 140x increase to a 33x increase. So, and the interesting thing is that the best days and the worst days of the market tend to be clustered together. So, you know, if you try to skip the bottom, you might end up missing the best days as well. Mm, so the key message here is continue to stay invested, you know, based on what you have said and the data which you have found. Yes, that's right. And what can we learn, you know, about investing in stocks from, you know, the past recessions which um, you have observed or you have, which you have read and analysed? Sure. So I think it's important to recognise that the past is not a perfect predictor of the future. The best that learning from the past that can do for us is to help us set some expectations for the future. So there are a few important data points that I've seen with regards to investing in stocks during recessions. So the first that it's not a given that stocks will definitely fall during a recession. So historical data has shown that, um, so, okay, since World War II, there have been about 12 recessions that have happened in the USA. Mm, wow. And the average return for the S&P 500 during those recessions was actually 1.4%, a positive return during the recession. Mm. So that's the first thing. The second thing is that it will help on to stocks in the lead up to a recession, through the recession, and in the years after a recession, it has mostly produced great returns. So, for example, if you had invested in U.S. stocks six months before the occurrence of a recession and you had held it through the recession and continued holding for the next 10 years, the best return you would have got, gotten would be more than 500%. Wow. Right? And the lowest return was 9.4%. The average, if you take away the best and the worst, was 260%. So you can see that you know, holding on to stocks um, in the lead up through and after a recession has mostly produced these good returns. Uh, and I think the most interesting aspect about investing in stocks uh, during a recessionary period, right, is the fact that if you had avoided recessions flawlessly, it would have caused your returns to drop a lot. So, for example, if you had invested in U.S. stocks in, at the start of 1980 and held on to them all the way to the end of 2018, your dollar would be, become about $78. So, it's a 78x mm. increase, right? But if you had invested at the start of 1980, and held on to the end of 2018, but in between you had sidestepped all the recessions, meaning that if you had sold your stocks at the start of a recession and if you had bought in when the recession ended, expertly, if you had, done, if you had sidestepped all these expertly, your dollar would have become less than $32. So you can imagine, like, if you had held on to stocks, you would have, your dollar would have become 78, but if you had tried to escape all these recessions, your dollar would have become only 32. Wow. Wow, okay. So the key message here is, you know, um, don't stay out of the market, continue to stay invested like what you said. Just to wrap up this conversation here, Serging, you know, I just want to quickly just get your ideas here. What are your criterias to evaluate a good stock then? Sure, so I think it's first important to talk about what stocks mean to me. So to me, stocks represent part ownership stakes in businesses. 
So with this idea in mind, my next logical thought is that stocks will follow the performance of their underlying businesses in the fullness of time. So what I need to do is to look for businesses that I think have a high chance of being able to do well over a long period of time. So um, in this regard, I look for companies with a number of characteristics. So first, they must have revenues. Uh, that are, They must be operating in large and ongoing markets. Second, they must have uh, strong balance sheets. Third, uh, they must be run by management teams with integrity, oh, yeah. capability, and also an innovative mindset. They must also have revenue streams that are recurring in nature, either through contracts or customer behavior. Uh, They must have a proven track record of growing their businesses. And lastly, they must have a business model that gives me confidence that they can generate a strong and growing stream of free cash flow in the future. Wow, so there's like some sort of checklist for investing here. Yes, you can say so. All right. Okay, thank you so much, Serjing. This is Chong Serjing of Co-Founder and Portfolio Manager of Compounded Fund. Very happy speaking with you this morning, Serjing. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.